Get a Job in Tech, episode 114. I'm here with Mark Jefferson. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Super good. So um, tell everybody about what you do. Uh, I, I think you're, you mentioned something about you're an author, right? Tell us a little bit about that. So I've written um, two books, and they're fantasy novels, and they're called it's the Overseer series. The first one is called Servants of the Most High, and the second one is called Guardian of the Most High. There's actually a third book that's being written, but um, that one is actually grander in scope than the, the first two. So I don't know when that one's going to be done. That one's actually quite a bit more difficult to do because I have to really work out a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the the magical rules and the way that things work like that. So, but um, so I I started writing the book, the first book, as a kind of a bucket list. I had actually started and stopped writing the book several times over the years. This book has been kind of in the in development stage for 10 or 12 years. Um, but what happened was a friend of mine, Beth Dajan, she wrote, um, she wrote a book and it's called um, Never Buy a Raccoon at a Gas Station. And it's a, it's a really good book. She's actually got a series out now called the Never Series. But when she was a child, she had a very unique um, uh, childhood in that her father collected animals. And I'm not talking normal animals. I'm talking about like, um, like rare birds and emus and alligators. And one of the pets she had was a raccoon. So she wrote stories about it. And the reason I'm explaining that is because through her, she actually encouraged me to write the, the write my book. Cause I, I'd mentioned that I was, uh, I was thought about writing the book and all that. So she actually, uh, she encouraged me and she mentored me a little bit on, on how to go about doing it. So I, I actually wrote the book and it started out as it was going to be one book. And as I was writing, it got longer and longer and longer. And my one of my uh, personal pet peeves is I don't like reading books that are more than, say, 500 pages because of the time investment. Because I've got a lot of other, a lot of other things on my plate. So uh, I actually had, uh, when I had planned the book out, um, I planned it out in three sections. Now, there are various types of, of authors, and I've heard it said that there are pantsers and planners. A pantser is somebody who writes by the seat of their pants. And then there's planners. And those are the people that plan out everything that happens. And I definitely fall into the planner section. So anyways, I planned out my book, and I had it set up as, as in three sections. So I started writing and writing. And by the time I got to the, uh, to the first, to I, when I finished the first section, um, it was already at about uh, 300 pages. And so, so what I did was I went ahead and got to, um, well, I guess it, it wasn't quite at the halfway point of the book, but it's where something, some, some major things happen, and that's where I ended the first book. And then when I wrote the second book, um, there's a couple of character point of views that I added. They're characters that, you're, that you're, you're introduced to in the first book, but I added their point of view just because they were very, very important to the story. So it just really kind of follows this group of people and all the things that they have to deal with. Um, and you know, my, my wife is not a fantasy reader. She doesn't like fantasy, but she really, really like these books because it deals more, it, it deals a lot with the relationships and how people interact and, and just their, their needs and their, their desires and, you know, just basically how people interact. So that's why she really, really liked it. So I will say that while I was writing it, um, I decided I wanted to write a book that I would like to read. Um, one of my 
pet peeves. I have lots of pet peeves. But one of my pet peeves is I cannot stand it when somebody just uh, they don't have logical, uh, you know, a logical conclusion to to something that happens. As an example, let's say a character kills someone. In a lot of books, it's like no big deal, you know, and they just kind of drop it. And they never, they never go back to it. And in the real world, that's not what happens. I mean, it messes you up. Uh, you know, I've got several friends who are uh, veterans of Afghanistan and all that, and they are messed up because of some of the things they had to do. So I decided I wanted to incorporate that. Uh, another thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to have a very, very well-defined magical system. And so I don't know if you've ever read. Um, any of uh, Brandon Sanderson's novels, but he has very, very well-defined magical system. So I wanted to have something of that ilk. Therefore, you would be able to, there would be logical extensions to what happens. And as a matter of fact, um, one of the things that happens in these novels is that you get to see the logical extension of what happens when you get too powerful with magic. So, um, like I said, it's just it, it deals a lot with the uh, interactions with people, but there's also the overarching story um, of of you know the magic system and just the the outgrowth of what happens and the consequences of what happens with these things. So, where can, hopefully, where can, where can people? Uh, so you're on Amazon, right? I think you're on Amazon. Yes, I'm on Amazon, and if you search for uh, overseer. Servants of the Most High, that's book number one, and then there's a second one that's called uh, Overseer Guardian of the Most High. If you search for those, uh, you'll you'll find them. They'll be real high up on your search list. What does the? So they're they're on sale right now for ninety nine cents. What does the book look like when you when you see it? So the first cover, it's it's got kind of an orangey tinge, but the first cover is this what looks like a monk, a bald headed monk sitting in front of like a crystal hill or a crystal mountain. Um, and that has a lot of significance in the book. And the second one has um, a woman that's carrying like a pot. And she's kind of, it's the same color, it's the same color scheme. She's kind of carrying a, a spot that's like from the rear view and she's standing in front of the mountain. So both of those uh, covers are significant. Once you read the books, you'll understand them. Wow, that's nice. That's really nice. That's That's amazing. I'll link uh, after the show. Just um, I'll link up the show notes, the URLs of these two books, so the you know the listeners can go to them, and then they mm -hmm. can have uh, an idea of what what. Okay. Do you sell? Do you do any book signings? Are you any book signings yet? Have you ever? You know, uh, I've been to a couple of book signings, and to be honest with you. Maybe it's just because I did them over on the Illinois. I live I live near St. Louis, but I live on the Illinois side, and it, they're, they're they weren't that well attended, and I didn't sell many books that way. So I do. They are available in print, and the print the, the print edition uh, is available for twelve ninety nine. Uh, because believe it or not, I don't make much money on the print books because they're just so expensive to produce. But the uh, the Kindle versions are on sale for 99 cents right now. So I think it's a good deal. And there's also, I've had a lot of questions from people that have read the books about the magic system and how it works and everything. So what I did was I actually published a third book and it's a short book, but it, uh, it's only about 40 or 50 pages, but it details uh, all of the notes that I wrote while I was constructing this, this world, how magic works, how the naming system works, how um, society works, 
what the servants are, all these things. So that way they, it kind of sheds a lot of light. And I actually got the idea from that from um, Brandon Sanderson. He has what he calls um, the Arcanum, which details the magical system of whichever book that he's writing uh, that you're, you know, you're reading about. So that's nice. So let me ask you: Do you have like a Twitter or social media? How can people find you on a social media? So I, I really don't do social media, and the reason for that is because, uh, especially in today's climate, it doesn't matter what you say or what you don't say, you're going to offend somebody. And you know, I, I have enough issues in my life; I really don't need to deal with somebody who got offended by something I said. So I really don't. Um, I do have a Facebook page, but it's just a private page. Uh, well, I'll be sure to link so, yeah, it up yeah. on the website uh, on GaryMcNeilyIT.com. I'll be able, mm -hmm. to, I'll be sure to do that uh, so that other people can go and buy your book okay. on Amazon. Okay, so, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Mark, you have anything else you want to talk about um, before we uh, say goodbye to the listeners? Um, no, I, I will say that it's from from the standpoint of the book, it's a completely original story. You know, it starts out that. There's something that happens in the, in the seventh chapter which puts everything on its ear. Everything goes sideways, and it completely changes the nature of the story. Up until that point, it's kind of your standard fare fantasy thing. But I would just encourage once – I've, I've, I've heard this from everybody that I've talked to that have read the book has said the same thing. Once they get to chapter seven, they cannot put it down. So hopefully that'll be, uh, that'll be you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I look forward to it, Mark. Uh, so thanks for coming on the podcast. And um, have a great day.